Ah, you heard it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Randy Burnside so graciously gave me his time. We uh, dove in to a lot of the games that involve his uh, beloved group of five squads here. Pre-Christmas bowls, a little bowl picking with Randy. Stepping in for CJ tonight. uh, Talking all things about the pre-Christmas bowls. So you guys know what's next. Here comes the money. And, and Randy, nothing's funnier than bowl season. Let's go ahead and make a couple picks here real quick. All right, let's do some picks, yeah. Bahamas Bowl, noon on Friday, first bowl of the season. Our yeah. our, our, our buddy from uh, Metro, Cal Wiggs, is the, on the radio call, by the way. Yeah, um, I heard that. Middle Tennessee State, 6-6. What, six six. what a great trip he gets. Yeah, for real, right? Middle Tennessee, 6-6. Yeah. Six and six. Toledo, 7-5. and five. We know Toledo's had the injuries this year. Toledo, 10.5-point favorite. Total is 49 and a half. I like the over there, Randy, but what are you thinking in the game? I'm thinking Alito is just a better football team yep. at the end of the day. Yeah. And if you look at that, that, that spread, uh, you know, they're, they're just solid. Um, they've got a really good running back. What's his name? Kobach, I think. Yes. A real good running back. Uh, you know, they, they run the ball really, really well. Um, they have a dominant running game. Kobe kind of reminds me of uh, Rashin Ali a little well, bit. Yeah, as long as they don't turn the ball over like Marshall did against Middle six times, um, I'd say Toledo wins that game, uh, you know, going away. Yeah, rather handily. I, I agree with you, Randy. Um, no, we hit on it a little bit there, but the Cure Bowl there, um, you know, last year's Darlings, uh, the Coastal Carolina Chaunts, not going to be on the teal this year. Playing against the MAC champion Northern Illinois squad, which took it to uh, the the boys the boys there from the east, the the Kent State Golden Flashes that were, had a great offense. Thomas Hammock, you know, former running back, uh, now the coach there at Northern Rocky Lombardi. They're a tough team. That spread is eleven points, Randy, for Coastal, and the total sits at sixty three. Seems kind of high to me. But I know a lot of people are liking that total. What do you think in the game, though? The 6 o'clock on ESPN2. You know, Northern Illinois has a really good rushing offense. Um, I, I think only the three service academies ran the ball more than Northern Illinois did this year. Okay. But the thing is, Coastal... They has, shut down the run. They have the better defense by far. I think if you look at the Huskies, I think their defensive success rate was like toward the bottom of the country. It was in the 100 somewhere. Not great, Randy. So, I mean, so, they, they so gave up the more points day, this year than they scored as a 9-4 yeah. and four team. That's crazy. So, so defensive, I, you know, I got to go with the team that plays better defense there. So I think Coastal, Coastal will cover and win that one. Yeah, I think you're right, especially if Isaac Likely plays the tight end for Coastal. I think that's a huge advantage for them in that one. Let's get to the Saturday games here, Randy. An 11 o'clocker, the Boca Raton Bowl, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl with that. Um, 11 a.m. kick between the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, a team we talked a lot about here, and App State. New, Kind of a fun game to me. The conference you're in, the conference you're heading to, both kind of rivalries in certain respects for the herd. App State is a three-point favorite um, in this one. They're ten and three, you know. Obviously, Coach Coach Clark, a G Dub guy, 
Um, yeah. You know, and the way they run the football is real impressive. I'm not a huge fan of of, of Chase Bryce, to be honest, Randy. Um, but you know, the, the total at 67 there. That seems really high to me, even though Western can put up points. I think App State's going to come with a lot of defensive pressure. If Marshall could hold them down the way they did in the first half, I imagine Co- Coach Clark has looked at that film extensively and probably gleaned some things he can use against it. What are you thinking? Well, I like Appalachian State overall, but I also I, I really like Western Kentucky's passing attack. <laughs> oh, Bailey Zapp's pretty good. I, 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 I know they lost that the, the game to UTSA, but they rallied back after some real stupid, crazy things happened to them. Uh, just just dumb things happened to Western Kentucky to shoot them in in the foot in that CUSA championship game. Um, but you know, I, I'm probably going to get in trouble because. Um, uh, <laughs> There are some GW connections there at App State, and uh, but at the end of the day, I think Western Kentucky pulls it out because of that offense. I think Western Kentucky is going to want to exercise their demons uh, from the CUSA championship game, and that offense is going to come out gangbusters. And I don't think Appalachian State will be able to stop it. They couldn't stop Louisiana. Yep. They had trouble with Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Western. I think Western pulls the upset. I really do. Hey, it's it's an interesting game now, right now. We'll say potential for rain uh, down there Saturday, eighty-two degrees. That doesn't matter. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Are we sure Zappy's playing in this game? Is no, no, let me let me play? ask you this, Randy, off topic on this real quick. And I don't want to go too yeah. into the weeds on it. Yeah. But why is a guy like Zappy even considering not playing? I mean, I feel like him him know. not playing hurts him more than it helps him not you know, like well, because I, I just want to go out there and say that any guy with, with the way things are now, there's guys that sit out because of the NFL and I understand it. You know, there's a lot of money. If they get some kind of freak injury, it can cost them hey, but a lot. Time out, Randy. And I get you, but here's what I, my question on that is. If you're Zap and you get a great a, – put on an amazing game and have great film to put on there, the recency bias that you get from doing that against App State is more than you gain from what you've done before. And no, he's good. He is good, he's but good. but do you he's not the full body of work for the whole now, season? And now let me ask this real. I'm trying to blame this yeah. one game doesn't make a difference. Now time out they one. Know, they know what he's got. Now granted, and and I get what you're saying on this. Now here's my one other caveat and kind of the the exception to this rule. If you're in a if you are in a New Year's Six game, one of the big bowls, and you're oh, not yeah, playing, now I have a problem with that. No, you'll play. You'll play. Well, some of them aren't. Uh, I mean, Kenny Pickett's probably, probably not. And He'll Matt Corral is. This will be his last time to play with his offensive coordinator and those receivers that he was with, you know, that, now, that sort of thing. Is, but I'm is, just saying, hey, you Randy, can't really blame a guy. No, anymore. I'm with you. I'm with Now, is the OC, is he is he going to be there for that game? I, I heard that he's not. Okay, well, if that's the case, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen that yet. But but if, if for whatever reason he doesn't play, then Appalachian State all day long. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, and you got to look that at the opt out situation here. It's definitely a problem. Had those guys not transferred to Western this year, they're uh, they're bottom of the league again. They wouldn't have gone anywhere. Yeah. They would have been no- nothing. Absolutely. 
100% the case, Randy. Let's yep. let's hit on real quick here. New Mexico Bowl, the PUBG, by the way. I'm sure your son plays that game, right? Um, mobile New Mexico Bowl. Fresno State, an 11.5-point favorite. They're 9-3 and three against UTEP. Kind of a resurgent year out of Conference USA. 7-5 and five the Miners are. Um, the total is 51.5. I think Hayner and those guys are going to put up some points. I really like the over in this game, even though UTEP defensively was pretty solid this year. Um, Fresno is probably not extremely excited to be there, but I, I think you got you got to lean with Fresno, right, in this game? Well, let's put it this way. The Miners didn't beat anyone with a winning record this year, and they haven't won a bowl game since 1967. Wow. Wow. What they've got going for them. Was Don Haskins still coaching the Hoops team? Were they Texas Western then? <laughs> yes. But <laughs> now, what they've got going for them is, I think UTEP's a lot closer to Albuquerque than Fresno is. I would imagine. So, so location-wise, but but yeah, Fresno State should, should win this game. Um, you know, but... UTEP really made strides this year and got a lot better. So did a hey, good for them to be bowling. I mean, that was a that was a team that was lucky to win games in the past, and now to go bowling, great for them. Um, definitely, definitely on that, Randy. Three thirty ABC kick here. UAB eight and four. The Dragon Blazers, as we like to call them here on the porch, taking on number thirteen BYU. The Cougars are a seven point favorite. Um, and the total in this game is 54 in the hook. I like the under in this game, Randy, big time. I actually don't think that UAB and BYU get this thing out of the 40s, potentially. I'm with you on that. Um, I actually think that BYU is going to win this game, but my heart, uh, my boy Ted Feely is the SID at, at UAB, used to be at Marshall. Uh, was one of my grad assistants, so uh, I gotta I gotta go with the fighting Ted Feelys uh, <laughs> with my heart here, and I think Bill Clark's team um, approaches it the right way. They try to eat the clock. They're big and physical up front. I, I think UAB might be able to control some clock, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the upset here. I think the Blazers squeak one out in a shocker. Hey, Randy, I, I love it. And I'll tell you this too. I kind of think this is a game where, like in bowl season, you take the money line with the dog because they can find a way. And how motivated is BYU to be there? You know, they're not. I would say it's not exactly at all. Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking UAB. I think their running back's name's McBride, if my memory serves me correctly. Yes, you are correct. Wayne McBride. I think he'll have a big day, and I think that they will. They will try to uh, dominate time of possession, run the ball, get physical, BYU, a little lackadaisical. Of course, they might be mad that, you know, they they beat, what was it, what were they like? Ten and two. One against power five opponents this year. <laughs> Pretty good. I mean. They might, be, they might be a little mad. Well, let's put it this way. Solani Sataki got the, the extension, yeah. too. Once I mean, you win by like four touchdowns. But, it's a possibility. You know, I, it's like I said, I'm going with the heart on that. Let's put it this way, Randy. It's going to be either BYU blows them out or very close, and I think the Dragon Blazers find a way. Also, to right, note exactly. in this thing, uh, their hoops team's playing the Mountaineers about halftime of this, so I'm kind of happy about that. Maybe the UAB faithful won't be in Birmingham, and Hugs Crew can sneak out a dub there on the road. Um, 5:45, Randy, Lending Tree Bowl. 
Eastern Michigan, the factory, uh, playing Liberty. Intriguing game for sure. Uh, down there in Mobile, Liberty a nine and a half point favorite, and the total sits at fifty eight. I think Malik is, Willis is just too is much Malik, to handle in this. Is right? Willis playing? Is Willis playing? That's, 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 I guess it's a good question, right? As far as I know, if he plays, then I think the Eastern Michigan defense ranked toward the bottom in passing defense this year, and, and I give Liberty. You know, a win. Yeah, going to be in trouble if he doesn't play, though, yeah, I think. Now, now, if he doesn't play, then I think, you know, it's a toss-up. Yep. Eastern Michigan yep. might be able to get him. Absolutely. Randy, the 7-30 game following on ABC, actually, Utah State uh, and Oregon State is going to follow the UAB-BYU game, the Jimmy Kimmel-LA Bowl. Um, wild to say that's the name of a bowl game. But um, Oregon State, you know, the Power 5 team, a 7-point Favorite in this game, they did well to compete in the Pac-12 this year. I like Utah no State way. personally. I love I, it. I am, a, I am a lock. I say the Aggies take them out. This well, is you t- it, this is in your wheelhouse, Randy. You love the power. You love you love they, hating on the Power Five. Seven of their last eight to end the season, and they destroyed San Diego State in the Mountain West Championship game. It's embarrassing that they have to play Oregon State. Quite frankly, I think Utah <laughs> State wins this game. And they're a seven-point underdog. I say they win by double digits. Utah hey, State all day long. Randy, I love I love your enthusiasm. I love your enthusiasm on it. Let me say this real quick. I agree with you on the plus seven for Utah State. The set the sixty-seven the hook is a big number. I think that might be a play I'm looking under on. Here's one thing I will say: the running back Oregon State, BJ Baylor, very good player. Utah State kind of struggles against the run. That could be something that rears its ugly yeah. head against the Aggies. Let me tell you something. The Aggies are big time. They live on the big play. Yep. They are all about giant chunk plays. I'm telling you. They're gonna, there's going to be some massive big plays in this ballgame for the Aggies. Yep. And I, I just uh, Oregon State's in the world of hurt. I'm just going to tell you that yep. now. Well, and you know, I think they're going to be real motivated to play. In that game too. Minutes go in the third quarter. I'll be shocked if Oregon State knows where it is. <laughs> they're gonna be one. Of, I mean, it is in Vegas, so staying state. You know, who knows? There you go. Hey, you. Randy, we got we got real quickly here. Just a couple more doing the pre-Christmas ones here. Old Dominion Tulsa Myrtle Beach Bowl. Tulsa's nine and a half point favorite. Um, the total sits at fifty-two in the hook. What do you like there? I'm telling you right now, Old Dominion came on like gangbusters at the end of the year. They really did. They, they won out to get bowl eligible. I don't care what the records are. I don't care. I mean, the Monarchs started one and six, and they flipped it, okay? They flipped it. And I'll tell you right now, um, it doesn't take that long to get from Virginia Beach to Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. And Old Dominion fans are going to be excited that they won their last five games. Um, everybody's going to talk about Tulsa in that one, but in Tulsa's favored and, and, and all this and the American Conference, yada, yada. But I'm going with the future Sunbelt team to knock off Tulsa in the, Motor, in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Hey, I'm going with ODU. It's on the teal, Randy. 
I like Ali Jennings as well coming on there for ODU. Like you said, they played well. They're 9-3 and three versus the spread, so I really like the plus 9.5, especially if it steams up more by Monday, kick at 2.30. Um, I will say this. Tulsa did do a hell of a job to get bowl eligible there at the end of the year, winning three straight. Although the teams they beat, though, other than SMU, weren't great. They did play Cincinnati tough. I think I'm with you, though, Randy. I kind of like Old Dominion there, their ability to I run just, the ball. I just have a feeling, Blaine. Yep. I mean, and they stopped the run, right too. Probably take Tulsa, but that's but the I one. I think I'm in my right mind. I'm <laughs> going with I think I'm with you, though, on that, Randy. I think Old Dominion is going to be way more motivated to play that football game than Tulsa is. Um, Doubleheader Tuesday on the 21st, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, 3.30 kick, you know, on the blue in, in Boise. You got Kent State with that offense, Dax Crum, orchestrating that thing. I mean, they fly around versus Wyoming. My dad's fighting Cowboys there at 6-6. Six and six. And Mr. Voliday, uh, you know, that running back they have there is very good. I see a lot of points in this game. The total's 59 Wyoming's a three-point favorite. Where are you leaning there, Randy? Everything you said is true, but the blue turf, Wyoming's used to it. They've seen it. That stuff hurts your eyes. It really affects you. Um, the altitude difference, everything up there. Um, I'm going to go, Wyoming's going to win the game. Uh, you know, I like Dustin Crumb. Uh, I don't think he played real well the last couple games of the year. But I think the Kent State defense leaves much to be desired. And that, that's a long way to go out there. Yes. And uh, not that far for Wyoming. Yeah. Wyoming's used to playing in Boise. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the favorite in that one. I like it, Randy. The next game, the second of the doubleheader that day, probably one of my favorite games of the entire pre-Christmas bowl season for sure. The Roadrunners, now not ranked, 12-1, and taking on the San Diego State Aztecs at 11-2. and They're number 24. UTSA is a two-point favorite, by the way, in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl down there in Toyota Stadium in, in Frisco, Texas. Totals at 49, Randy. I think this game is going to be a phenomenal football game. I cannot wait to see Frank the Tank cheesing it at quarterback and Sincere McCormick going against those Aztecs. They looked bad in their last game. They kind of were a smoke and mirror team there through part of the conference, uh, the, the Mountain West conference schedule anyway. I kind of lean UTSA, but that's a tough game. Well, yeah. Low confidence on this one, Randy. I'll tell you that. Can't wait to watch it. But that, like, on the 1-32, to 32, probably like a 2 for me. I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I think UTSA had a great year. Obviously, Conference USA champion. They're playing uh, in their home state. Um, San Diego State, you know, got roughed up in the Mountain West Championship game. Um, so, but, you know, when, when you look at all, all things considered – um, UTSA is only about five hours from there. They're going to have a massive fan presence, and I think that'll probably give them a little bit of an edge. So I want to say Texas San Antonio, uh, but I don't know if they cover. I think it might be like one of those one point games. <laughs> okay, hey, the coach, 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 trailer man. I mean, they're tough. I, I'm with you. I kind of like the Roadrunners there. Beep beep. Um, Wednesday, December twenty second. Now. 
Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. You got Army coming in there, eight and four versus six and six Missouri. Um, totals fifty seven. Randy, that game is being played at a an Amon G Carter Stadium, the home of the the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, like we said, Army's a four point favorite in this one. Fifty seven. I kind of like Army. I think it's a tough offense to prepare for. Missouri struggles against the run. They give up 229 yards a game defensively against the against the ground on the ground game. I just I don't like this matchup for Missouri. They probably have more talent athletically, but I think Army's going to win a want to win a bowl game after losing that one last year in the Liberty of the Mountaineers. So I'm going to roll Army in this one. You know what? I'm going to go Army too. It's the Armed Forces Bowl. It's West Point. I don't think Missouri's going to be super excited about it, to be honest with you. No. Um, and you're right. That offense is tough to prepare for the way they run the ball. Um, that said, Navy was able to stuff Army now, last week. Now, they see it all the time, though, Randy. Missouri does not. That's true. That's true. And Army so, guys are going to want to get a little – that taste out of their mouth, you would think, too. I'm, I'm going to say Army by three. <laughs> so you're taking Missouri with the points there, Randy. I see. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying Army by three. They okay. Away. Okay. Um, the next day there, Thursday to tw- December 23rd, the Frisco Football Classic. Now, Miami, Ohio, North Texas, a 3:30 game there, Randy. So many bowls. Oh man, but you know Isn't what? Good. Amazing that Frisco has two bowls. Got to give it to him, man. <laughs> Um, it really is amazing. Um, you gotta love Austin Ani the way they came on there at the end, you know, essentially running the table after the Marshall game to get in this bowl game. Miami, Ohio, you know, lost a heartbreaker to Kent and not playing the in the MAC championship. I think there's gonna be points scored. That over at 54 seems extremely low. Um, I couldn't tell you a side either way. I like the Tory kid at running back. I don't love the uh, the the way my Ohio's offensively goes, Brett Gabbert was pretty good this year, but I kind of lean with uh, with with the mean green there of North Texas in this one. The other guys were in the Kelly green. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Blaine. I can't root for Miami of Ohio. <laughs> oh, moo uh, you. I don't blame it's, you. It's just not possible. Yep. Um, now that said, something that I take great pride in, and I actually researched this before coming on this podcast, um, Miami has not beaten an FBS team from outside of the MAC since 2011, okay? So, wow. Do you know the team they beat? Miami has not defeated an FBS team from outside their conference since 2011. They beat Army in 2011. That's the last <laughs> time. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 2011. It's 2011. Yeah. And I'm going to repeat that again. Miami of Ohio, Ben Roethlisberger's alma mater, has not beaten an FBS team from outside of the MAC since 2011. I think it's Beetlejuice style, Randy. I think he's showing up now. North Texas. North (laughs) Texas. And not only does North Texas win, but they put it on him. Fred's ridiculous. North Texas wins by like 21. I love it. I love it. Um, and and just again, if you didn't hear this, Miami Ohio has not beat a team from outside of the state of Ohio in the FBS since 2011. Um, let's get the two teams that are from the state of Florida, though, Randy, in the Union Ooh. Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, the former herd Ooh. bowl site there. You got Florida and UCF. UCF, by the way, in this game, Randy, six-and-a-half-point dog 
in a 55 is the in, in the hooks the total give me the over and give me UCF not a chance that the Gators okay. win this game it's a sold out Gasparilla Bowl Ooh, yes sir it's a sold out Gasparilla Bowl at the old sombrero and there Raymond James there's, there's Marshall family connections in this one um, our boy Brad Helton and his wife Tara Brad was a longtime videographer for the herd who is now at Central Florida. Tara worked in our academic program at Marshall for many years. She's now at Central Florida. Um, two of the greatest people in the whole world. So you have to root for UCF in this one if you're a Marshall person because it, it's our extended family in that one. So I'm taking UCF to take out the Gators in this one. I like it, I Randy. Favored, but um, you know what? I'm go I, with UCF. I don't think it may. Let's be real here real quick. Florida's kind of a bit of a dumpster fire there. I mean, Eli Durkowicz, the Missouri coach, pulled out the uh, – went Jedi on him after Mullen did Darth Vader the year before, now, and then he UCF got fired. UCF's not their normal. They've lost a lot of guys. That's true. Injuries. But I, I will say this king – That's true. That, that real good defensive tackle but, they had. Uh, Kalia Davis yep. is out. That they lost a linebacker. You know, they've got some people. That's true. And I guess that's probably uh, why now, the – And Florida Richardson, their quarterback's out too. Yeah. So, but, hey, I will say this. I really do like the uh, the quarterback who came in to replace Gabriel and Mikey Keene. They're that freshman out of Arizona. He was playing well there at the end for UCF. I think they're more motivated to play in this game and win it. Um, I'm going to go with the Golden Knights and kind of get them yep. geared up for Big yes. 12 play here in a couple of years. Well, group of five. Hey, you know, hey. Group of five team, if it's close, I'm always taking the group of five right. because, right. you know. That's where your heart lies, Randy. <laughs> hey, that's right. Hey, two more here. Christmas Eve, Melikalikimaka, Easy Post, Hawaii Bowl. Melikalikimaka is the wise way. To say Merry Christmas to you. Maka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. And yeah, we you just heard the music as well. Melikaliki Maka. Um Memphis, Hawaii. Six and six versus six and seven Hawaii team. I believe they added a bowl game so Hawaii could get into this bowl. Um That is correct. Memphis is a seven and a half point favorite in this one, Randy. Ridiculous. I, Absolutely. I ridiculous. love Memphis in this game. Uh and I like the total over fifty five in the hook. Serious? I think that's the easiest. You're loving Memphis in this game. Yes. I love Sean Hennigan. I okay, like first of all first of all, Memphis was one and four on the road this season. One and four. And they've got to go to Hawaii. Randy, have you seen Hawaii's pass defense though? Warriors Hawaii's pass defense is atrocious. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's it's Christmas Eve. It, it's Aloha time. I mean, it's all about the Rainbow Warriors in this one. So, yeah, go with, with your fancy Memphis team, and I'm going to call Hawaii. Not only does Hawaii win, but they win big. Okay, Hawaii. hey, but let me tell you this real quick, Randy. I am definitely going to take the over in this one, hammering the over um, in this game. That's probably what I'll actually play, not the side. <laughs> Christmas okay. Christmas Day game here, Randy, real quick. And this will be the last one here. The game Marshall played in last year, the Tax Act Camellia Bowl. Um, down there in Montgomery, Alabama, Georgia State is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and the total sits at 50. I actually really like Georgia State. Like the Granger kid at quarterback, they were coming on there, a, a future Sun Belt foe there. 
Um, they won three in a row to get to, to this point. They beat Coastal at Coastal 42-40. Um, I really like them. Now, Ball State does have that yeah, running back who uh, looks like Thor. He's pretty cool looking, pretty kind of kind of a fun deal. But their defense is not very good. Um, and I think Georgia State's is, is, is a much more solid, complete football team. I'll go with the Panthers to win this thing, and I'll definitely take um, them to cover that four and a half as well. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with Georgia State as well, uh, the Sun Belt team over the MAC team in this one. And, you know, like you said, that win over Coastal Carolina, and uh, they've got some – good positive mojo going there and I, I still think Georgia State's one of those sleeping giants that they could eventually become well, hey Randy you talk time school. they could and you know you think about it, I mean coach Bill Curry kind of started that thing up and they've they've been moving in the right direction um absolutely and hey and you know what else is great about it Randy we get a break from NBA on Christmas Day to watch some football so that's great too that's right um, absolutely <laughs> hey and then again, yeah, we love football. Oh, hey, I we mean, we love college football. football. Can't go wrong. And then also to one other quick one there. I know we talked about Marshall. I love the over in that one, 55 and 55. Love the over in the herd game down there. Randy, hey, thank you so much for stepping in here on the porch, talking a little herd hour, doing some bowl pick them. Hey, I will definitely uh hopefully hopefully we can get you back in here sooner than later to talk about these these post Christmas bowl games as well there, buddy. Sure, anytime, Blaine. I hey. greatly appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, uh, brother. Have a merry Christmas. Yep. I uh, hope all's good with you and your family. And and go herd always. Hey, same same here, Randy. Go herd there on Saturday night. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours as well. And everyone out there listening on the porch. Till next time, y'all. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the half-happiest season of Holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the happiest season of all. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near It's the most wonderful time